ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome in. It is the Wednesday, August 17th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up on the program today, we're going to hear from the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team, Michael Swan. Heard in action, getting the season underway tomorrow. So today is a good time to catch up with him and talk about the upcoming season and get a preview of tomorrow's contest. And then Usually we've got Lindsey Webb from the Charleston Dirty Birds. Now, she can't be with us today. However, we've got to fill in that will be more than capable of filling the role that Lindsey from the Dirty Birds fills. Uh, she described him as the Rod Blackstone. So Rod is coming on the program today. Uh, I love it. Instead of just saying, hey, Rod's coming on today, she gave me this long bio. She texted it to me. So this long bio of Rod former deputy mayor, 2022 Dancing with the Stars, Charleston Judges Choice winner. Uh, Lindsay was his partner, so she had to throw that in. And, um, of course, the the Toastman. And she added some other stuff. I'm not going to share that with you. But all she had to say was just, hey, the Toastman, if you know, if you know, you know. So Rod's going to be with me here in a little bit. We're going to talk Dirty Birds. I'm excited about that, and that means the other part of the show is going to be all about you. Text line is 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. That's the text line to be a part of the program today. And, of course, if you are not sending in your text, instead you want to be on social media, that's fine. I'm there, too, on Twitter, at Paul Swan. I've got the Twitter app up already on my phone, ready to go, so I will more than likely see your tweets. And I've got the text machine wide open now. It's on. It's ready to go. So I will see your text. I will see everything you send in to me today. So where do we begin? I think we got to begin with the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, I'm getting excited. We're getting closer to the start of the regular season. Joe Burrow's out there. Uh, he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Uh, I'm actually going to have to f- go find us a, a newsstand and find a Sports Illustrated an issue with him on the cover, just so I can go see it. I haven't read the story yet. I was hoping to actually find the magazine and uh, get a little bit more from that. But from all indications, Sports uh, Illustrated did a great job uh, talking about Joe Burrow, the Bengals, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what their NFL preview looks like. So he's on the cover. I'm excited because when's the last time? I really don't know when the last time we've had this much consistent, serious talk about the Cincinnati Bengals and putting them in the conversation every year as a team that may contend for a run at the Super Bowl. Also, the Bengals today signing free agent cornerback Javarius Davis, and they waive cornerback Bookie Radley Hiles. Uh, Davis is five foot ten, 186 pounds. He is a first-year player out of Auburn. Uh, originally was a free agent, signee of the Kansas City Chiefs in 2020. Uh, he has spent some time on the Miami Dolphins practice squad during the 2020 and 21 seasons, and he played in one game for the Dolphins in 21. Uh, Radley Hiles was a free agent signee uh, out of college in May. So uh, that's the transaction wire today for the Cincinnati Bengals. 
I think the big story is uh, Joe Burrow's back. Well, I don't know how much we're going to see of him, though. How much really with only three exhibition games, preseason games, and the fact that you want to just get him to the regular season, you don't want to risk anything. I don't know how much we're going to – you might see him in that third game maybe. That's my my guess. We'll see. Does he need the reps, really? I don't think so. I mean, I think he's ready to go. He just needs to, to get out there and, and go through a workout. I mean, that's a great feeling about your quarterback. Just have him out there, have him take a few reps. Okay, he's good to go. Everything's all ready and waiting for the start of football season for the Cincinnati Bengals, and I'm excited about it. So, uh, if hey, if you if you see that Sports Illustrated, let me know. Let me know where it's at. If, if I think it's coming out on Thursday, so if you're out, you know where it's at. Let me know. I am hoping to go get one myself. I don't want to get a, a wrinkled copy. You know what I'm saying? You know, you hate that. You, you go to the magazine rack. I know this is a rarity, but you go to the magazine rack. And you pick up the magazine, and, and I'm looking. I, I try to get the one that's in the middle or the back because you know, I don't want the one that's up front because people have handled that one. I figure if people are, are serious about buying one, they're going to try to get one from the back. If they just want to look at it, they're going to take the one that's up front because it's all wrinkled. So I want a nice, pristine one if I can get that cover. Then again, we do live in a digital age. Maybe I'll just find everything I need on the internet, whatever the case may be. The Cincinnati Bengals, we're going to have all the games for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, hey, let's talk about the Buckus Award. This is the 2020 Buckus Award high school preseason watch list. And I get this mailing today and, you know, I go down the list, kind of get an eye for who's on the list, anyone I know. And Trevor Carter from Ironton on the list. So congratulations to Trevor. So we're going to have to keep a, a better eye out on what the Fighting Tigers are doing this year and what Trevor is doing. So 2020 Butkus Award High School Preseason Watch List. Trevor Carter from Ironton, Ohio on the list. So congratulations to him. Uh, this is a, uh, it's, it's like, I think, what, there are 50? Uh, there are 50, 51 people on the list. Florida had the most with 11 Georgia had eight. Texas had four. And then it spread out pretty fair. Mississippi had three. Pennsylvania had three. And then, you know, we're getting into states with just two and then one. Like California had two. Hawaii had two. Ohio had two. Alabama had one. West Virginia not on the list of high schools. Kentucky not on the list pretty elite list and I would imagine how hard of a list this is to put together so many high schools so many kids to kind of to keep an eye on so I, I sometimes I look at these these preseason rankings and you know these recruiting grades and I'm thinking I mean that's a great guess I hope you're right on those numbers because there are a lot of kids out there and I don't know if someone can honestly narrow it down with the amount of a participation in high school sports, high school football. You can narrow it down, but here we are. So an interesting list to be on for certain, and Trevor Carter making the list. So, again, we offer our congratulations out to him. 
When we continue with the show, we're going to start with Michael Swan, the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team. Had a chance to hang out with him yesterday over at Hoops Family Field for a little bit, and he said he'd come on the show so we could talk about the match at hand coming up tomorrow. I'm looking forward to seeing what the women can do. Uh, yesterday I had a chance to uh, talk to a couple players as well. Uh, Morgan White, I'm looking forward to seeing what Morgan's able to do out there. Uh, she's um, She's definitely – got it all in perspective as uh, one of the team leaders. So we'll talk to Coach when we continue later on. We're going to talk about the Charleston Dirty Birds, our usual segment, this time without Lindsey Webb. No Lindsey today. We've got Rod Blackstone. If you know, you know who he is. If you don't, all you need to know is the toast man cometh. That's coming up later on the program here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, August 17th edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Coming up tomorrow, Marshall Women's Soccer beginning the season, taking on High Point University. The Thundering Herd will play host to High Point. Panthers already have played one exhibition game, and it was a 2-1 loss to Coastal Carolina. That was last Saturday. And to talk more about that contest and his team, the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team, Michael Swan, joins me. Good talking to you again. Hey, it was just like yesterday. I was hanging out at your place. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming by. It was a, a great little event that we had. Yeah, it was fun. It was good because I um, got to talk to some of the players, and they're excited uh, you definitely have some veteran leadership on this team now, and you've got some new talent come in as well. So do you f- believe that you're finally at that point in the process where the cycles are going to start making sense as far as the players coming in and the players leaving? Yeah, 100%. I think uh, you picked up on it yesterday, Paul, and I think the other folks in the room did too. And we're, We had the opportunity to talk to you guys in person. Um, they're excited. They're, they're raring to go. They're, they've got some great heads on the shoulders that understand and understood the process now. Um, I don't quite think they quite did that a couple of couple of years ago, but you can see them just shining um, out in the field and in the locker room now with the whole group. So um, they are ready. They also have something to be really excited about. Not only the first match, the first regular season contest, that's enough right there. But then you get into a new league with the Sun Belt. And I asked you this yesterday – as far as if you believe the reality matched what the perception of Marshall women's soccer was, and you said it wasn't, where do you believe the disconnect is? Is it just so much newness with coming into a new league? Are you looking at the coaches' poll and you're thinking, okay, who's really going to be good here? You're throwing darts. How, How do coaches try to figure this out with so many new teams and so many new situations? You know, I think we know we know the teams that have been traditionally, you know, the, the teams at the top in um, in Conference USA, and then of course the Sun Belt, which we're going into. So you you can see those those teams already kind of, you know, on the polls, looking at where the polls might be and who's in which, you know, the East and the West. So you can see where that voting is going to lie. What you don't really see with it all is, you know, what's each each team going to bring and who's going to really rise to the you know, from the middle up to the top. And 
um, you know, that's where the interesting, <laughs> the interesting polls come out. You you can't read too much into it because again, a lot of these teams don't know one another, and they don't know what we've done in 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 preseason, or they don't know what we've done with our recruiting. Um, you know, so I think it's a reflection of not knowing, but also looking at the you know the the past records and you know taking a wild guess of what it's going to be like a year from now. And I think that's a reflection of what we see. Um, personally, I don't think. I don't think we're anywhere close to where uh, they put us. Um, it's seventh, I think it is. No, sixth. Sixth in the in the in the east. I think will be a lot higher than that. Um, and, you know, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Of course, we don't want to go in there overconfident. But what I've seen out of the the players and and just the mood in our camp, um, you know, kind of kind of gives me a little bit of self confidence in what they're doing. Yesterday. Morgan White was among some of the players we had a chance to speak with, Abby Hugh as well. Those two obviously are going to be outstanding for you. But when you look at your roster, who's caught your eye? Who's having a standout camp and that you're excited to see when it comes to an actual game that counts? Yeah, we named a couple of players yesterday, um, you know, in the press conference. And, and I kind of handed it back to the players and they named a couple more. Uh, when when they talked about it, but I, I'm just going to be honest, Paul. They've they've all had a great camp, you know, from top to bottom. They've shone, you know, and, and I think it's a it's one of those things with the mood. You get the mood right, and you get the energy right. You're going to get the best out of people, um, and and we've done that. Um, the players have done that in the locker room. The, I'm watching them walk into our facility now, and there's there's groups that are walking in that I wouldn't have seen walking in together 12 months ago. Um, you know, so. We can pick players out, but I, I honestly believe this, and I, and I see it every day in training. It's a group effort. You know, it doesn't matter if it's eleven players and they're playing against another eleven players, and it's pretty obvious who's in the top group and who's in the bottom group. They're just bringing it, um, and they're doing it with a lot of grit and energy, and, and at the same time, they're doing it with an open mind and learning at the same time. So, what they've done in the last couple of weeks, I'm so proud of them um, because we could have easily, you know. Kind of went back to old ways a little bit, if you want to call it that. But they're just they're excited about the new ideas and the new energy. Michael Swan joins me, the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team. One player that you have to single out is the keeper. You have to make a decision. <laughs> I, I know you might have a little bit more time before you have to reveal that, but are you settled on a keeper, or is that still going through your head right now? Where do you go from there on the roster? Um, you know, here's a, a kind of a Christian Spears take on this. And we were sitting, Christian talks about discourse and bringing out the best of people and, and different things. And we sat in the office today and I asked our assistant coaches, who is it? And and they couldn't really say. Um, and, and, you know, so we talked about the process of it and who do we think is going to win that spot. And we came to the conclusion that we've got to give it a few weeks, you know, so we're still... We're still kind of picking and choosing or looking and hoping and encouraging all at the same time about the group of goalkeepers that we've got. Um, we've got a veteran goalkeeper who's who's phenomenal. We've got a freshman goalkeeper who's who's a live wire that's just brimming with confidence. And then we've got you know two two a sophomore and a junior who who you know could be the starters. I mean they've got all the energy. They've got everything they want. You know they shot stopping 
crossing, talking. They've each player's got a little bit different. It's it's now who's going to be the most consistent in the next few weeks and try and win that spot. Um, kind of like a quarterback on a on a football team, and you got to keep your cards as close as you can to your chest and keep the confidence up of everyone as well at the same time. So we've got a really good group of goalkeepers, and and I've no doubt that you know whoever shines and gets to the top is going to be you know three two and one pushing are right behind it's it's going to be that much of a competition okay but if i had to say today give me a name would you give me a name give just pick your favorite no. <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't have one i my favorite is is all four of them they are they are exceptional individuals um and they are bringing the best out of each other um we i joked yesterday with abby and morgan you were sitting there and they looked at me and you know, they just they didn't have an answer. Um, we might do an exercise in the next hour to try and figure out who it might be on the practice field, but um, I don't think we're going to have the final answer for a week or so. Michael Swan's with me, the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team. So I can't pin you down on your keeper just yet, but is that a situation? You mentioned football quarterback situation, but if you have two really good quarterbacks, do you have really a starting quarterback? More akin, though, to hockey. If you've got really good goaltending, yeah, you've got two or yeah, you've got two really good goaltenders. You can maybe make a run. Is that sort of close to your situation that you don't necessarily need one that's really better than the others? You just need them all to be really good and at that same level. Yes, yeah, that's. I mean, that's how we're going to treat the next few weeks. Is each one of them is is going to be given a, hopefully given a, an opportunity, um, bar injuries, um, bar bar a little bit of bad luck, whatever it might be, to either start a game, get in the game, get the experience that we need. Um, we've got a we've got an amazing group. I, I can't speak enough about them and and what they're doing in between the poles to just give us that confidence. It's it's kind of like, you know, you said quarterback, I said quarterback, you said hockey. It's kind of like a, a pitching situation where you got four or five pitchers in the rotation. We might use that, you know. I might call Coach Wags and try and figure out how he does that. But um, you know, we're going to keep them fresh, keep their minds fresh at the same time, not not get them to overthink uh, the situation. There's there's not many programs in the country that can really sit down and go, man, we've got a clear, you know, we we've got a clear top four. No, it's we've got a clear number one and we've got a clear number two. We're different. We've got all four of them are right there in the mix. My guest is the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team, Michael Swan. You've got High Point coming up tomorrow. This is a team that was picked second in the Big South Coaches preseason poll. They're an NCAA team. They've already seen a little action. It was an exhibition game took a 2-1 loss to Coastal Carolina last Saturday. And have you had a chance to maybe look at that game? And is that really going to be an indicator of what you'd expect tomorrow? It's hard to find the games with preseason. And, and, and it's one of those things that we do as coaches in preseason is we, we keep our cards really close to our chest. And, you know, when we played Bellamine and we played EKU, we had the agreement not to share scouting reports. So what we're going off is, you know, what have they done in the past? What have they got coming back? Who have they brought in? Can we find the right information on on our videos? Um, can we can we kind of guess, you know, what they may present us? You know, luckily for me, I've seen some of these players 
play in North Carolina because we, we played them when I was at Charlotte. So I know a little bit about their style of play or what they did. Um, again, they're under new leadership, so that could change. Um, so we're, we're piecing that together um, on our scouting report. But what we're focusing on more than anything is is the two 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 weeks that we've had as a group and what we're good at and what we need to get better at. Um, and, and that's really going to be the focus tomorrow night is control the emotion, control the tempo, you know, put the ball in the right areas that we can we can hurt the team and, and stop the other team, you know, doing what we think they could be doing. I want to single on a couple of players. I know it's going to be hard for you, but I think we have got the right players to single out. What does Kat Gonzalez bring you? She's had a tremendous career so far. She got called up to the Dominican Republic women's soccer national team. So that's invaluable experience. So what does that translate to when she's on the pitch for you? She, um, so, so Kat, you know, Kat, when she was with the Dominican, she's, she scored the goal against Jamaica. And um, at the same time that was happening, um, the team was actually playing a game. And I was traveling back from Arizona on a recruiting trip and we bumped in, into each other in the airport. And, you know, she's just stood there and said, I want to go pro. I want to change my mentality. And I want us to have a great senior year. And they were the words that came out of her mouth. And it was a little bit frustrated how we how we played in the game in the spring. But, you know, what can we do? And what we've seen in the last two weeks out of Cat is she's just taken her game, her mentality, to another level. Um, it's it's almost like she's she's prepping herself to try and you know make a career out of the game, and she can absolutely do that. Um, she's enjoying the new players around her. You can see that um, she's taking some of the younger players under her wing um, in training. You, you can see them giving advice, and you know she's got this creative side of a game that not many people have got. You know she can manipulate the ball, she can put spin on the ball, put it in the right places. Um, going into the final third. Um, what she's also developed in the last probably two weeks, or I would say six months, is she's got this desire to win the ball back. Um, and she's leading us in there. You know, she's she's just got a different dimension to her game and it's just filtering through the squad. You know, so that, that's, that's where she's taking it. And then what's happened with that is everyone's just jumped on the wagon and we just keep going. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but... You know, it's exciting. It's really exciting. It's kind of the things I envisioned when I came to Marshall, what this program could look like and, you know, what where we want to take it. And I can tell you just the way we play, the kids are absolutely enjoying it. And the other one I want to single out, conference freshman team member, Meg Jarvis, a new conference now. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see how that translates. But you know, how have you seen her improve from that freshman season? It's maturity again. It's it's the, the these these players that came here and 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 got off the planes or got a, got dropped up by their parents and they've showed up on campus and they've just got this this different uh, mentality, this different look about them. And um, for Meg, she's she's wanting to do video every day. It's this willingness to to get better uh, individually and to really get better as a as a um, as a team. Uh, Meg's Meg's got a different. Uh, kind of you know way of doing things this fall is she's she's very much you know we're we're a passing team now we're going to knock the ball around and she's got a great way of holding it up but what she's also doing is she's getting herself into these right areas to score goals 
you know, all freshmen, you don't get an all freshman team just because you're a freshman. It's because you've got talent to go with it. And what she's what she's done in preseason is she's taken it to a different level with, you know, how what can she do outside of the box? And now when we get the games going, she's going to show you what she's going to do in the box too. So she's a natural goal scorer. We've challenged her to be better outside the box. Um, and she's doing that. And she's wanting to see how she can do it on video and, um, you know, maybe spend a little bit bit of extra time finishing with, with Chloe, our assistant coach, who's, who's got some NCAA records herself with scoring goals. So um, she's just bought in. You know, she's bought into this and she's, she can't wait to get started. My guest, Michael Swan, head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd. The women's soccer team is in action tomorrow, 7 o'clock, Hoops Family Field. Let's hope we see a rowdy crowd out there and get that first win against High Point and uh, put everyone on notice. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. We we, we do feel we've got a big group coming. Um, I know that athletic department's kind of um, trying to get some folks from orientation down there. And, you know, we've got our list of folks that we're going to get on social media so please come out it's going to be exciting it's going to be a great atmosphere um first game in in 2022 for any marshall team and you know we want you all to be there the week of welcome that'd be a great event just bring all the students down for the week of welcome put them right there and get them get them initiated right away that'd be perfect absolutely absolutely coach thanks for doing it again i will see you soon and uh good luck tomorrow thanks paul take care that is the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team, Michael Swan. When we continue, we're going to talk about the Charleston Dirty Birds with Rod Blackstone, the toast man, filling in for our former best friend and Dirty Birds, Lindsey Webb. She's not on the show this week, so we've got to bump Rod up. Rod's our favorite. When we continue here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Well, it's Wednesday night. You know what that means. That means it's time to talk Charleston Dirty Birds baseball. Unfortunately, I don't have Lindsey Webb, but I can tell you this, though. Um, Lindsey might be getting replaced here because I've got joining me now on the program. Um, and I've got to share this with you, Rod. The uh, Toastman's with me, Rod Blackstone. When Lindsay said, hey, I've got a replacement for you today, I said, great. And she typed out this bio as if no one knows who you are. She's like, you're getting <laughs> the Rod Blackstone today. The, in all caps, former deputy mayor, 2022 Dancing wow. with the Stars, Charleston Judges Choice winner. Uh, she had to mention wow. she was part of that. And she, she said, was. She was a bigger part than I was. Yeah. You know? Okay. Then she said, and most famously, the Toastman. And she also added, he knows everything there is to know about our team. Oh, wow. That's yeah. high pressure. You yeah. Know, raising expectations. In politics, all those years in politics, I learned to lower expectations. So you could always exceed them and then, or try to exceed them and then leave people thinking, wow, that was impressive, as opposed to, you know, you set high expectations. You fall short and everybody's disappointed. So the pressure's on me. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's okay. it's it's on you. But <laughs> I like how she typed that out as if no one knows. If if you know, you know. I mean, you know, you know the well, Rod Blackstone. Mean everybody does. No, not everybody does. Okay. Not everybody is able to come over here as uh, much as we'd like them to. And so they might not. They might never have experienced toast. They're welcome to. We're home tonight, tomorrow, through Sunday, every, every night through Sunday, and then. Next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So there's plenty of baseball left here. So for the sake of argument, 
for those who have not experienced toast, what is that experience like? Well, it all started about a little more than 30 years ago whenever we were sitting with home plate to our right and the visitors dug out to our left. And somebody said, I don't think it was me, I think it was somebody else who just chanted it, somebody who struck out for the other team, you are toast. And we started cheering it and chanting it at, at every strikeout victim for the other team, not for the home team. And then in 1992, Dennis Bastine, who owned the Wheelers at that time, told me, hey, you know, that's really cool that you're leading that cheer. Why don't you sit down in the front row, make toast at the ballpark, and wave it at them? I'm like, all right. So we've been doing it for 30 years, 30 years of toast this year. So it's, uh, so that's the basic gist of it. And then we also try to find other ways to distract the other team and also support the home team. We're cheering for our guys every single time they come up. And we're trying to do what we can to give the other team something to think about so they might not be thinking this focusing quite as much on that next pitch or next play or um, whatever might be coming down the way. I wish we could translate that to football. I mean, we could get you a spot at Jones C. Edwards Stadium, plug you up toaster if you need to. I wish we could translate that. I was a season ticket holder over there back in the late 90s. It was a good time to hold season bet. tickets. Yeah, that was a good time to have tickets. It was. It was. It was, and it was a lot of fun and uh, got into the tailgate party scene that is uh, really great over in Huntington, too. So it was a lot of fun. Those were the fun years. In fact, here's a baseball football story. I remember being out on the parking lot at halftime of one of the games, and J.R. House happened to be there, and it was J.R. House, who was a star quarterback from Nitro, who then also got drafted by the Pirates, and is still, I think he's the bench coach for the Reds right now, or at least he was the last time I checked. But J.R. was a really great guy, is a really great guy. And uh, right at, right around that time is when he got drafted. And I said to him, I'm so glad you chose baseball because so many people don't. And uh, so we had a, an encounter on the parking lot at halftime of a Marshall game to uh, thank him for choosing baseball back in like 1999 or 2000. Yeah, you're right. A lot of people don't choose baseball. Baseball is such a, a tough sport, it feels like to sell to kids these days and hopefully that changes more with new baseball park finally going to be built for Marshall University of course you've got some great college facilities in the state of course uh, Appalachian Power Park a, a great destination so it feels like baseball may be back on the upswing at least in the mountain state yeah ho- hopefully I mean when I was uh, little league age everybody was playing baseball when I was growing up all the best athletes, especially the best African-American athletes uh, like Willie Mays and Hank Aaron and Willie McCovey and Luke Brock and Fergie Jenkins, run down the list, were choosing baseball. And that's changed over the years. And also it, it is tougher to get all kinds of kids involved because there's so many things to do out there for kids these days. Now, I would say from a fan standpoint, uh, purely from a fan standpoint, one of the great things about baseball is it is the best sport, I believe, to be able to engage in conversation with people because there's enough time in between pitches and in between big plays that you get to visit with uh, friends and family and and also join in some live action, clearly. And one of the things we do in the toast section is try to engage people in the game as much as possible. And I tell you what, this year has been just delightful. We've added to some new faces into the toast section who experienced it a few times last year and became season ticket holders because they had so much fun. And we, we really just built up some camaraderie and some of my best friends in Charleston. I met at the ballpark over the years, and we shared that baseball experience. So it's great for that. It's great to be able to bring out the families and friends. You don't have to know a lot about the game to understand what's going on. And to be able to be able to just visit with folks and 
watch some action at the same time and maybe even wave a piece of toast at the opposing strikeout victim. Just don't eat the toast. You don't know where it's been. It's great you say that, and I'll tie into that. I got a a book pitch today, and that ties right into it. 61% of adults struggle with loneliness, and sports is the antidote. Yes. It's where we find common ground, even in, t- in the polarized society that we have today. If you think about how how long-time friendships are strained because one person likes this person, another person doesn't, or whatever, uh, that baseball it can, well, sports in general can be uniting. Uh, no matter what the politics are behind uh, Marshall fans, they come together to cheer them on in the basketball season, football season, other seasons throughout the year because that uh, becomes a uniter. And uh, and so, that, that yeah, there's absolutely uh, some opportunities for camaraderie. And every once in a while, I'll say something um, political to somebody sitting next to me, and they'll look at me and say, at the ballpark, and they'll say, uh, yeah, this is baseball. None of that, please. <laughs> So. Fair. That's fair. That's a fair statement there. Exactly. Yeah, we're here to watch baseball. So, and that's even somebody who agrees with my politics. <laughs> nice. So. I like that even better. Rob Blackstone is with it's... us. The uh, Charleston Dirty Birds are in action. Uh, usually, Lindsay avoids my conversations when I say, hey, how'd the, how'd the Dirty Birds do last night? Uh, she said that's fair game today with you and me. So, uh, yesterday, sure. uh, it was an 8-4 loss. Looked like the yeah, Dirty we Birds were, were going to win earlier. I mean, they, they had an early oh, lead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we we um we had a we, we start. I thought we had their pitcher on the ropes. Um, unfortunately, we didn't like do the knockout punch when we had the bases loaded and one out. I think it was the bottom of the second inning, and then our pitcher looked great. He was striking out a lot of people in the first two. And then they started walking some folks and hitting a few batters, and they scored seven in the third inning and took a lead that we never overcame. Um, but we still we still fought back, scored another run, was, put us in a position to be able to come within four. But yeah, it was it was a little disappointing after the uh, after it started so well. I thought we, I, I thought we were headed for a victory, but that's part of baseball too. Sometimes that happens. And one of the things about baseball, uh, somebody said this to me once, and I've been checking it every once in a while ever since. If you look at a box score, that the winning team scores as many or more runs in one inning as the losing team does all game. So baseball is a game of big innings. Last night was a good example of that. Tonight we hope to turn that around against the high point rockers. And I tell you, the other thing that's fun about this game, one of the the pitching coach for the high point rockers is a guy named Frank Viola, who I think won a uh, Cy Young Award as a left-handed pitcher for the Minnesota Twins and a World Series with them. And he used to be a pitching coach in the Mets organization and came here as an opposing pitching coach when we were affiliated and his teams were affiliated. Now he's in independent baseball as well, being a pitching coach for the high point rockers. We just, we have a lot of fun with Frank. He's a great baseball guy and just a great guy. And we'll share stories and I'll even heckle him in the, uh, on, in, from the, from uh, my section and uh, about, you know, leaving a pitcher in too long and he'll just eat it right up and give it right back. So he's, it's a lot of fun to have these people here. And to have baseball here. Quincy Lattimore is playing for the High Point Rockers this week here in town. He played for the Power in 2009 as a rising star in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization and has had a pretty good career, long professional career, has driven in a thousand runs in professional baseball, and is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. He's in North Carolina, so he's playing for a team that's close to his hometown. 
there's a guy named Logan Morrison who's playing for the other team tonight. He came up through Greensboro, had a long major league career playing uh, for the Marlins and the Phillies. And he's here this week, uh, at least through Thursday, through tomorrow night. And uh, then we'll have the Lancaster coming in and then the Gastonia Honey Hunters come in next week. They've been dominating our league so far in our division, won the first half and still in first place in the second half, too, with a guy who played for us in 2019 as a rising star in the Seattle organization, a guy named Joseph Rosa, who could very well be the MVP of the league now playing for Gastonia. And we saw him play and got to know him in 2019. My guest from the Charleston Dirty Birds, Rod Blackstone, do you feel this team has a run in it? I mean, can, can you see the, the Dirty Birds making it a really interesting before it's all said and done in the standings? I think so. I mean, we, we are down but not out. Uh, we're a few games under 500 and eight games back of uh, Gastonia at this point. But uh, let's put it this way. It's about halfway through the second half. So we've got 35 games that we played, and that means we have not quite that many, but I think it's like 32 left or something like that. So if we get hot at the right time, baseball is a lot about momentum, and especially because you're playing every just about every day, every day but Monday in this league. So if we get hot at the right time and start building some momentum, yeah, we could take a run at the second half championship. That's what happened last year. Last year we uh, we were you know average in the first half and then came back in the second half and got into the playoffs and ultimately lost to the uh, eventual champion the Lexington legends and what was a close game and a close series and a winnable series for us. So anything's possible in baseball. And that's, what's great. I mean, we've got Anthony Seymour. He's from the Bahamas, one of the most exciting players that you'll see the top of the lineup. We have a guy named Nick Heath. When Anthony and Nick get on base, it's a pitcher's nightmare because they're two of the fastest guys on the league. We've got Edwin Espinal, whose cheer is to the wall Espinal. Heck, uh, last week in a home game here on Thursday, first game of doubleheader, he hit three home runs and a two-run double, uh, having like eight RBIs in one game. Edwin came up through uh, the Pirates organization as a rising star here in 2014, now came back as an independent player. So Edwin Espinol's here. Alfredo Gonzalez is one of the hottest hitters in the league. We also have a guy named Devon Torrance, who used to play defensive back, for the Ohio State Buckeyes back in around 20, 2009, 2011, in that time frame. And now he's a left fielder. And Jovan Gonzalez is here again this year. He helped lead us to the um, playoffs last year. So there's a lot of great people here and a lot of fun action going on. So come on out. My guest is Rod Blackstone. He is filling in for Lindsey Webb. And before we let Rod go, Lindsey will – Kill me if I don't talk about some of the fun promotions that are coming up this weekend for the Dirty Birds. Today is winning scratch-off Wednesday, but tomorrow the Mothman is the focus. Yes, we're wearing special Mothman, jer- Mothman jerseys uh, tomorrow night. Some people pre-ordered them, other, and you can still get one if you feel, because we'll have an online auction for those jerseys, game-worn jerseys, at, uh, starting tomorrow. I'm not sure when it'll end. It usually ends about 24 hours after the game. So, yeah, we're playing as the Mothman tomorrow night, sort of a regional uh, tribute to to the folks in our region and the legends from our region. So that's tomorrow night. We've got a camo hat giveaway on Friday, uh, school backpacks on giveaway on Saturday, along with the Mega Blast fireworks, and a youth cap giveaway on Sunday. 
for the first 500 kids. Uh, so we have a lot of things going on, and it's a beautiful night for baseball here tonight, and it looks like it's going to be a beautiful night the next few. So come on over, come on out. Remind Lindsay she owes me some Mothman swag. Uh, I don't. I think she oh, okay. she avoids my calls when I when I ask her about them. <laughs> I will remind her of that today. <laughs> Rod, good talking no, to it, you. No, it, but it's a fun time. It's a fun time to be here. It's uh, and the great thing about baseball, this especially at this level, is you know when you come out to the game, the best experiences are that you don't even remember who wins or loses. That's what they say about professional baseball a lot. Not not so much Major League Baseball because more people have it on the line. But if we do our job right, we're having so much fun that you'll have so much fun that you'll want to come back no matter who, win, lose, or draw. And that's really happening this year because we're having our attendance is up. And I think the envi- the environment here is a whole lot more positive now that baseball's back and we know what to expect. And it's a lot of fun to be here, and I'll be having a little bit of fun down in the toast section with my uh, my colleagues down there, my um, my sort of the uh, coterie of creativity. I just think the Toastman jerseys need to come back. Just Toastman jerseys. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, there's some new people again, the, the, some new friends that joined the toast section this year, and they surprised me last Thursday. They they had a series of jerseys done that kind of like in the stripes of the old Charlie's jerseys and just had toast on them. And I was just, I was shocked. I was just honored and shocked. And uh, so there's some, there's some ideas out there about that sort of thing, but it's not about me. It's about the fun. And that's what we try to do around here. Rod, good talking to you again. We'll do it soon. And for folks who maybe want to come up this weekend, Thursday, the Mothman game, uh, the Mothman are going to be on the field that's DirtyBirdsBaseball.com. Get your tickets, and, of course, their auction as well. And uh, hopefully Lindsay remembers me with my Mothman swag. If not, uh, it's going to be awkward next week when we have that conversation. It could be, yeah. All right, but I will remind her, I promise. I appreciate it. Rod, thanks again for doing it, and good talking you. to you. Anytime. Thanks. That's Rod Blackstone, the Dirty Birds in action tonight, taking on the Rockers. I don't know if I'm down with that name. The Rock Rockers is okay as a name. You know, it's not as good as Dirty Birds. But, you know, we, we continue to judge the minor league baseball names every week on the show. More coming up. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment for this edition of The Drive for this August 17th. Our text line is still open. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Coming up tonight, Pirates Baseball. 705 first pitch. We'll have it for you starting at 640 right here on ESPN. 94.1 and AM 930. Last few games the pirates have put up a two and eight record out of the last 10 they are two and eight and their batting average is 213 they have a 510 era and they have been outscored by 12 runs rich hill on the mound tonight for the red sox Uh, he looks pretty good Pirates need to find a way to stop the five-game losing skid. They've got an opportunity tonight 
We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So that's what we have to look forward to. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again. We'll be that much closer to the start of football season, and hopefully things are going to be starting to ramp up real soon. Uh, I hope we have uh, an opportunity here uh, in the next few weeks to, to really start digging in. I know camp reports are, are sort of not happening as, as much as you would like, only because practice is closed. I know that's different. That's different from years past, so practice has been closed, so there's not much that's coming out day to day. There's not that minutia that we can just dive into. How did how did Columbia look today? How's he performing? How did Rasheen look? You know, that sort of day-to-day cadence that, you know, as football fans, you love to hear as you get excited for your team, even though that's really not the entire story. That's not the full picture because you can look really good in practice and then you get on the field and not look so good. So I know that's missing, and hopefully we'll get uh, kind of an idea of what's happening tomorrow. I know Marshall will be putting out another camp report, and we'll we'll try to get that for you tomorrow. But with that said, it uh, doesn't matter here. In the next uh, few weeks, we're going to have some real live fire action coming up, and then we'll have something really to talk about. Once we get to that first game, once we get to that Norfolk State game and we can – sort of see what the team looks like in relation to everything that we've heard, then we can really start talking. Until then, we've got an idea. We've got an idea, but I know I'm with you. I understand there as far as yeah, you'd like to have more of a day-to-day from camp or at least a, a more stream of information coming out. And you know, We'll get another update tomorrow from Marshall, and then Saturday's going to be fan day opportunity for you to go hang out and, and get some autographs and, and see the players and, and get excited about that so that's coming up on saturday don't forget tomorrow there's soccer marshall in action the women will be taking on high point hope you can make it out to that have a great night everyone we'll talk to you tomorrow wrbc huntington w227bs huntington this is your radio home for pittsburgh pirates baseball espn 94.1 fm and am 930